Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bellatride Radio Astrology Bellatride Radio Show. Uh, today is May nineteenth, two thousand eighteen, and this is the sixth show of the year, number six. And I thought today we would look at uh, the recent uh, passage of the planet Uranus moving into Taurus, which many would consider, I think most would consider who are astrologers, to be the most significant event happening this year. Um, And so we'll take a look at that. And I already wrote about this in the blog, but I thought I'd go into a little more detail about various points I raised there and sort of flesh it out a little bit further. And if maybe if time permits, I might also comment on uh, the fact that tomorrow we begin the passage of the sun moving through Gemini. I'll be posting a little later today on that or this evening in my blog as well. And again, you can read my my blog, if you wish to, uh, just by Googling my name, Astrologer Bill Atride or Bill Atride, and you'll find one or both blogs. I have two of them running, uh, which, uh, which mirror each other if you want to take a look at my, uh, my writings. Um, and again, so as before in today's show, like in any show with me, if you want to um, call in and, and ask a question, I'll be taking your calls a little later. Um, and you can be about this subject about Uranus and Taurus and or how that might affect you and your own chart. But if you want to talk about anything about your own chart, certainly uh, have for me, uh, give me your first name and your date of birth and place of birth. And if you have a time of birth, and I'd be happy to ask, answer a question for you about your own chart. Um, and if you would like to have a, a personal reading with me, um, know that that's what I do. That's my business for many, many years, for over 30 years. And you can email me at billattride@gmail.com. At that's my name, billattride, all one word at gmail.com or call me at my number uh, 646-401-0155 and I'd be happy to talk to you about uh, setting that up if you wish to have a reading with me. Um, so with that all in mind, let's let's turn to this question at hand and this very important event that is taking place here now uh, in that the passage of Uranus moving from the sign of Aries into Taurus has just occurred in the last couple of days. So I wrote about this in my forecast for the year in the blog uh, earlier in January. And this is what I I sort of alluded to or mentioned then that this passage of Uranus and Taurus, I would call it a transformation of value because Taurus is the sign of value. It it rules value in general. Um, And its passage is going to take place here between the years 2018 and 2026. Now, what's interesting is, oh, nothing ever repeats in astrology. Nothing is ever the same because all these interweaving planets and cycles, it'd be, it, it's not possible for them to repeat exactly. But there are resonances and rhymes of the, of the planets one to another. And just by looking at one planet by itself, you miss so much. But, of course, a lot is revealed as well. So if you look at the three previous times Uranus was moving through Taurus, that was 1935 to 1942, or 1851 to 1859, or the one before that, 1768 to, 17, to 1775. In each of those periods, if you look at it historically, it was characterized by very big upheavals and changes in society and culture that actually brought about great political and economic restructuring in that day and thereafter. We, should, we would say that these Uranian shocks are and turnings break up old values and old uh, things we are attached to, which lead to revolutionary breakthroughs for the world and for us in ideas and technology in our society and our culture. And so the Uranus is here quite simply to help to lead us beyond our boundaries, which we've imposed upon ourselves. We had to create a reality, which was our fulfillment, but eventually it becomes our own imprisonment. And so Uranus is that gift of breaking free and trying to create a new fabric of meaning in our life and our world. So Uranus is what's going to usher in a new value hierarchy. And as it does so, a sort of a new kind of human can emerge as well as we begin to redefine what it means to be human uh, in each of these phases. Um, so, so the limitations that we were attached to and the outworn ways and values become broken as a new way emerges. Well, as I went on to write more in more detail in the recent blog posting, one person observing these three previous passages would certainly sit up and take notice and say, well, wait a minute, in each of those prior periods, um, we had the greatest conflicts that we certainly have had here in the U.S. 
a World War II coming after in, in 1942 and thereafter, and the Civil War coming right after that 1851-59 period, and our own War of Independence coming right on the heels of that 1778-1775. So what does this mean? Well, the past is never a perfect predictor of the future. Nothing can ever remain the same, as I said before. Uh, because of all these different cycles that are moving in, in various speeds and interpenetrating cycles, they never can match up exactly. But there are definitely rhymes and resonances that occur. So these signs and planets are said to hold the forms and meanings that can reveal to us the heartbeat of our spiritual growth and our self-transformational journey. These songs of spirit, as I like to call them, echo down through the corridors of history, and they should give us pause now to consider what may lie ahead. Perhaps it is in the very nature of Uranus, which it is to break up the old orders of value held by Taurus, which leads to these great conflicts between peoples and cultures, both within and between nations. The historical record would certainly seem to indicate that this is so for the USA, but does this mean that our future is fated that we are merely witnessing now the beginning of the next great worldwide conflict coming after Uranus moves into Gemini in 2026. What is it then that might be the reason behind this apparent pattern of Uranus, at least in our modern era? One consideration would of necessity be the cycling of the planets from sign to sign and the natural progressions they follow in the evolution of spiritual energies. So the effects of what we see with Uranus and Taurus can be seen as emerging from the previous seven years of its passage through the sign of Aries. So everything builds on everything else. It leads to the next natural unfoldment of energy. In fact, Uranus is actually going to dance back into Aries one more time from November 6, 2018 until March 2019. So really, we're not done with Uranus and Aries yet but the energies are certainly shifting. So while it was in Aries from basically 2011 to 2018, the, pa the pace of change, the pace of life quickened, but also impatience was also rising in the world. The emergence of progressive leaders and movements advocating change went head to head with the old order. Within this period, new forms and types of leaders emerged, some were harbingers of a better way of being, fusing and combining the best of the past with a greater understanding for the present and the needs of our future. And so they were the progressives and innovators, both in technology and social forms of organization and politically. But other leaders used the shock and awe of smashing norms. They were seeking to mesmerize and captivate and ensnare many in their false promises, whether on the radical left or the radical right or conservative movements or what have you. Their leadership was not true. It was not inspiring and encouraging of responsibility and purposefulness. Instead, they stoked fear, not love, hatred, not forgiveness, and they drove their followers downward on a wave of fear, division, and blame-making. So now we are going to see the consequences of this Uranus and Aries period play out in the time of Taurus. Whatever is started in Aries becomes substantial in the time of Taurus. The very nature of Taurus concerns the value behind you, me, and every particle of creation. There is beauty and ultimately the love of the one behind every mote and particle of creation. And though we may have the hope and dream that some form of beauty will last forever, that a glorious day will never end in these worlds through which we journey through this space time and with, and with spirit, there is one constant change. Nothing remains here. Everything is in motion and it's becoming something else. The spirit and consciousness of any being is only in a particular form for so long before it must release from that form or body and move into a more adequate and hopefully evolved one. Life is growth as spirit is the ever becoming. Through, though this process of moving into forms and out of them in life after life, one could see that during the time of Uranus in Taurus, this process becomes quickened. 
the movement of values out of old forms and manifestation, many of which had become poor or broken vessels of the eternal values that form the root energies of creation, can and does lead to wondrous new qualities, but it also fosters a rising tide of climactic schism over values, a class clash over which are truer, holistic, and loving, and which are false, divisive, and formed in fear. And it's probably this breakdown of the bedrock of certainty of value, which leads to the great conflicts we have seen during the tumultuous periods that follow while Uranus moves through Gemini. When matters become completely polarized or split into opposites, like in Gemini, we see or experience a battle of light and shadow that is finally resolved by a spiritual and force-filled resolution. Perhaps another way of understanding the passage of Uranus in Taurus is to consider in what manner it is moving through any particular chart. For the USA, which, we, which was born with Uranus and Gemini during those revolutionary periods uh, coming after the 1760s and early 1770s, this period of Uranus and Taurus is the phase before the USA experiences every 84 years its Uranus return. This is not unlike the cyclic meaning of the 12th house in any chart, where the karmic reaping and adjustments are brought forth in order to prepare the way so as to bring about a new cycle of meaning for that planet. Now, Uranus rules individuality. It is the principle of freedom and the driver for the story of our self-fulfillment. This karmic reaping would entail the necessity to confront how well the previous cycle had brought that entity, in this case the USA, to a greater or lesser realization of our so-called American dream. So when the two most recent passages of Uranus and Taurus, the world and the USA experienced the divide and clash between more inclusive and divisive forms of society, so that during the 1930s, there were those who struggled to heal the divisions within and between nations as each sought to grapple with the Great Depression. Major progressive efforts were made to reform government and society in our country and around the world, while others took a much darker path of division and hate. Likewise, in the lead up to our own civil war in the 1850s uh, 60, and 60s, the fundamental denial of the essential humanity and spiritual heart of a whole people by their brutal enslavement led to inspiring social movements and a spiraling rise of conflicts between and within communities. The honorable and depraved were arrayed against one another, and this stirred the passions and hatreds which forged the irreconcilable differences of value, which seemingly could only be paid for and ended by the horror of war. Today, in our time, we see another great clash of values sweeping across our world, within families, between neighbors, dividing urban from rural, our culture fragmenting into ever more alienated subcultures, young divided from old and male from female. And we look again for the answer to our prayers. How can we find our way to wholeness and peace? How can we reforge the essential bonds that are truly at the heart of every one of us. Maybe it will require a great conflict once again, where each individual and group must make rightful, sacred, and true sacrifices to give up their lesser attachments, the circumscribed and now fear-based values as they forge a realignment with the essential eternal truths that have stood through the ages. Maybe. I do not believe that history repeats. The human kingdom is on an ever-rising path of spiritual awakening. There is within all of us an abiding faith and hope that we will find the way to more perfectly align ourselves with our divine essence and that we will remain true to our higher self who lovingly calls to us to remember from whence we came and why we are here for one another. We are on a journey of life, consciousness, spirit. We are here on earth for one reason. We are here to learn to be fully human. 
We are to become more centered in our spiritual essence and truth and live in a, with a freer mind, unconditional love, and a righteously centered will. It is by this self-made path that we will rise above our earlier errors that were founded in misunderstanding and fear. These dark echoes flashing forward into our present circumstances remind us that we have fallen before. We need not repeat our mistakes. We can take these gifts of the Spirit offered at this time by Uranus and Taurus to break our identification with the misshapen husks of value and reveal the deeper truth of beauty, grace, and love that shines through our world and in one another. We are luminous beings. Let us shine for one another. Let us love one another. It is our ever-unfolding realization that we are part of a greater story, the story of spirit, the journey of the divine to become fully manifest in our world and in one another. We will heal the misunderstandings between one another and come to the truth that all our errors, all our pains and sufferings have come from this greatest illusion, the illusion that we are separate from one another and there from, from this creation too. We and all of creation are one in spirit. We are here to be creators and to live our lives in love, beauty, and truth. For each of you, you should look to where you have the sign of Taurus in your own chart. And equally, if you have planets there, that you will make this an even, which will, that will make it an even more significant passage for you. It is in this realm of Taurus that you experience and reveal your deepest experience of value and beauty. It is here that spirit is calling you for a renewal and to make a change in your life. Understand that as Uranus moves through Taurus, it will elicit from you the necessity that is at the heart of spirit. If spirit is life and life is spirit, then we are here quite simply to grow. You are here to become a fully awakened human and you must be open to change. Let go of the lesser, more circumscribed reaches of your aesthetic and moral and spiritual values. It is in your essential nature to become more than what you were, to lift yourself and humanity closer to the divine, which is shining there within you. You are here to be the most perfect embodiment of what you are in all your various forms of being. You are spirit, and at the core of every part of you, there is love. The more you can free yourself, be yourself, the more you will live in a beautiful state of unconditional love. This is what the great ones, the teachers and wise ones have shown us. They have walked this path that we are on to. A new humanity is coming, but it is upon one and all to lovingly make this so. Let us help one another to shine. Well, again, I, I posted some of that in the blog, and I'll, I'll keep writing about this, of course. Uh, and there'll be some of this sort of in the, the posting about Gemini, because it's all about awakening when we talk about Gemini. And that's the, the next sign up to be considered as we move from the sun being in Taurus to moving into Gemini. And so you might want to take a look at my, my, my little um, speech or my little posting on, on awakening, which is coming later tonight or tomorrow. But for all of us, we are going to be living in and abiding in now for quite some time for the next eight, seven, eight years with this passage of Uranus and Taurus. And again, though, as I said, history would give us pause and make us be right, rightly concerned that, oh, my goodness, what does this mean? Um, I am always hopeful that, that it's through these great uh, sort of breakthroughs or breakdowns and breakthroughs that we as, as humans evolve and become what we are meant to be, fully awakened, divine beings, working co-consciously with all other creators to make this a better creation. So with that in mind, I, I see that some of you are here hanging on as always, and I, you, you've been very patient. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, turn to uh, my callers now and, and see if you have a question about this topic about Uranus and Taurus and maybe how that has influ will influence your life and in your chart and, and tie it into other people's charts, or whether you want to ask about a more particular question that you have in mind at this time. So 
I'm going to take up the first caller who's been waiting here the longest and, and go and proceed accordingly. So, hello, caller. Who is on the line? Hi there. This is Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi. Uh, my birth date is uh, 5-29-70. Hold on one sec. I'm just oh, getting my, to my computer here. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, no problem. Uh, 5 uh, 2970. Yeah. Yep. 70. Uh, I was born in Detroit, Michigan. Mhm. At 2:59 p.m. Or uh, Two. yeah, afternoon. Are you okay? In Detroit. Okay, thank you. Um, okay, and let's just see who we have here, Mike. And so you, uh, if you've had your chart done before and know anything about your chart, you know that you're a Gemini, of course. The sign we're starting tomorrow, <laughs> and and that your, your moon is in the sign of Aries, and then you have Libra as your rising sign. Um, does that all sound familiar to you? No. <laughs> oh, okay. You, you, you haven't had your chart done before. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let me just tell you just very briefly before I, you ask your question, um, there are different combinations in astrology that have certain kind of resonances, and if I look at a chart like this, right away what I say is, oh my goodness, this is a person who is much more intelligent and quick and, and nimble and quick than most others because you combine the ingenuity and adaptability of Gemini with the Aries enthusiasm and quickness. This is one of the fastest combinations in the Zodiac. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. No, it's good. But luckily, there's something that's slowing you down a bit. Uh, that's because your Mercury, which rules Gemini, is right next to the planet Saturn, which makes for a mind that's more, you might say, more stabilized, more practical or grounded than flitting all over the place, which can happen sometimes if you're too quick. So there's a nice counterpoint going on here, which is good to see. Okay? Oh, makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. So my okay, question good. is, Sure. I'm uh, I'm looking to make a move from uh, California to Las Vegas at the end of next uh, end of June, and just okay. kind of want to get uh, kind of the, the astrological look at that. Okay, sure. Well, let's just see what's happening in your chart right now. And there's also there's actually a whole part of astrology, a, a subset. There's many divisions within astrology. One of them being a thing called astrocartography, or we call it astro astrology mapping, where we take your chart and really map it out on, on the planet and, and, and states or countries and see uh, what, what it is like to be in one locality or another. So though I like to say that no matter where you are, no matter where you go, there you are, but you are different in different locations. So what part of California are you in now and what, where are you going? You said you're going to Las Vegas, you said? Yeah, I, I, I live in Ventura. Okay. So, so around near, near L.A. right now, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay, good. Um, let me just see what's – I just want to just quickly, for my own amusement here, uh, just see what, <laughs> what might change in that kind of a shift for you moving from um, the, the, the location of um, uh, Los Angeles, let's say, roughly, and then moving to um, – to, um, I, I made, made one that was – I don't want to use that one. Hold on a second. It, it made two reports at once. So I got to get rid of one and keep the other. <laughs> so hold on. Uh, there we go. And then click on Vegas and just take a look. Okay. Um, so, and then, but let's just first, I'm going to swing back now and take a look at the timing of your chart right now um, and see what's, what are the major factors here. Um, and in terms of major moves, well, actually, this is a very interesting year because the, that planet Uranus I was just talking about, the planet that rules shocks, surprises, earthquakes, and upsets, it was actually going over your Jupiter all last year up until this spring. And it meant that this was a period of time, this last 12 months or so, where you had to be open to unusual and different opportunities arising in your life. And you have to weigh carefully which, what's the best way to work with this. But definitely doors would have been opening and new possibilities emerging from that kind of um, energy. But for some reason, um, another factor coming in here was that you would have also felt in 2017 almost as if you were driving with the brakes on. There was delays and obstacles in your path that didn't allow you to 
consistently put one foot in front of the other and get to where you want to go. And so you yep. um, had to sort of wait until the way opened. And once we got into December, January, things were, you go, oh, gee, things are moving forward now. Um, throughout this year, in 2018, you're juggling or juxtaposing two things. On the one hand, you're reexamining what do I like and what do I want and who do I like and want in my life? So it's, it can be about things, but very much about people and relationships. And also considering what will meet, what's the balance I should try to strive to maintain in my life between my inner life or home life or personal life and my professional life or outward social obligations. And this is the year where you're juggling those things or need to be juggling those things and keep them both in a balance with one another. Um, so I would say, you know, it's not a, a bad time to be making a move whatsoever. Um, it can be, you know, probably what you need to do at this time. Now, in comparing the two, uh, let's look at how they line up here, Vegas versus uh, Los Angeles. Um, and what's the strongest shift here for you? Let me just go down the list here. Um, okay, let me look, go back to Los Angeles. You know, Los Angeles might have been a very emotional place to be when it came to relationships uh, because of the moon setting line there. And you had been very affected by people and relationships in that part of the world. Uh, but it might have at times been a little overwhelming in terms of how much you gave way to others or gave to others or how much they responded to you might have been part of the challenge laid down by being there. Uh, whereas by going to... Um, going to, to Las Vegas, the, the line running right through there for you, the strongest line operative in that part of the world, is your Jupiter line, which is the, plan, the planet that rules growth, expansion, basically it's a planet of good fortune, good luck. So usually where you go, where Jupiter's strong, doors open for you, opportunities come into your life. Often, of course, it's brought by other people because that's how we give and receive our gifts to one another is through other real humans. But certainly it would seem like a more expansive place for you, a place where uh, generosity, goodwill, prosperity, and good luck are more available. Okay. Um, so I don't know what's, 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 what sort of prompted this move by you in terms of why you're moving from the, the West Coast to the, the desert west. Well, you know, it's funny in regards to, like, relationships. I, so I've lived in California two and a half years, and, you know, I lived in Scottsdale before that and had, a, you know, for a couple of years, had, you know, tons of friends, things like that. But for whatever reason here, it's a different place. And I've never had, you know, just, you know, it's just people getting into, you know, community and things like that, really difficult. So okay. uh, I was just like, well, I'm kind of over it. Plus, uh, you know, again, with I'm in sales, but again, commute is brutal. And I'm yep. like, if I'm going to do 12, 12 hour days, including you know the commute and stuff, I'm going to I'm going to work for myself again. So I figure, yeah, move to Vegas. Yeah, that's cheaper. Um, yeah, and you know it's cooler than Phoenix, like temperature wise. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, it's interesting because when the moon line is strong like it is in Los Angeles, it often happens that if you go to this place and you feel cut off from friends and family, you become literally homesick in a place like that. Your, your emotional needs aren't being met as well as they could be. And that, that, that energy, that experience diminishes as you move east of Los Angeles into, like you say, the mountain time zone of um, like uh, Arizona or, or, or Nevada in this case. So um, I, I think you're going to realize or f experience that shift of greater good fortune and social opportunity just by moving all, that one, one little move to the east there will help you with that. Um, yeah, that, that, that's interesting. Again, um, Gemini is a very gregarious, engaging kind of sign. And, and you are, by nature, because you've got Jupiter, that big planet, it's actually your rising planet in your chart. And that makes you, by default, a generous person giving of yourself. And that means you're also what we call, seemingly to other people's view, a lucky person. And I would say, oh, no, no, 
Mike's not lucky. He's just generous. So he generates his good luck. That's how it works. <laughs> and then, Love it. Uh, and so that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, so yeah, so you're, you're in sales. So yeah, the one thing about your chart, you've got the moon, which rules your midheaven of career is in your sixth house of work. And when you've got that sign of cancer on your 10th house of career, you, your whole career depends upon you being able to sense the needs of your time, the needs of your community, your market, and you have a gut sense of what's coming next. You're always anticipating what's going to be needed in the next few weeks or months or even years, and you're always preparing for what's coming. So when people come to you saying, I need this, Mike can say, well, here, I got it for you. <laughs> so basically, right. your career depends upon using your gut. So even though Gemini is very logical, and reasons things out, which you certainly would do being a Gemini, you have a very good gut when it comes to cycles, business cycles, cultural cycles, reading the times. And as long as you cut trust your gut, you'll hit home runs. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's absolutely yeah. true. Awesome. Thank I'm you so much. Sure, I'm sure. You're very welcome. My pleasure. Good to talk to you. And I'll, I'll save you here for the future, okay? <laughs> yes, thank you. Okay, great. All right, talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello, this is Bill. Who's this? Hi, Bill. This is Maggie. Hi, Maggie. Um, have you- it says, I just, I don't have a specific question. I'm just curious what um, what you see for the times that we're in right now, and my uh, birth date is 7455, um, mm-hmm. Norfolk, Nebraska, 1225 a.m. Okay. There we go. Okay. So let's just confirm what I, I got it correctly because yeah, the good data in, good data out. It's July 4th. 1955 at 12:25 a.m. in Norfolk, Nebraska, and that of course makes you a Cancer, with your Moon in the opposite sign of Capricorn, and then you have Aries as your rising sign. Does that all sound familiar? Yes. Okay. Um, so you're the kind of person I always say right off the bat. Oh, you're born with no excuses, <laughs> because being born at the full Moon, more or less makes that greater point of self-awareness as being part of what's hardwired into you. You understand cause and effect. You see action and reaction more readily than the next person. It's something that you've always could have counted on in your life, um, throughout your life, because of this awareness that you bring. Um, now, do you don't have a specific question? You just want to know what's, what I see going on in your chart right now? Is that it? or? Well, I guess. I mean, you know, just the basic things, um, uh, career, uh, you know, money, love, sure. all those sure. things, health. All those but, things. Um, but, yeah, right now it just seems like everything I'm listening to and all, that we're in kind of interesting times. And We certainly are, yeah. No, <laughs> there are people who have been writing about this stuff far longer than I have, and back before I was even born, looking at it this time saying, boy, the world's going to be going through something interesting then. And I keep writing about it in my blog how we don't go these kind of, through these kind of shifts except once every 250-odd years or so with Pluto going through Capricorn. So, yes, it is big. It is important. But the good news is humanity got through it before. But, of course, of course we're here now. It seems more, more poignant for us. <laughs> but anyway, right. in, in looking at your own individual chart, um, I will tell you that you've been going through a rather interesting passage here um, that's, well, it's, it's rather long. It's many years in the making that your progressed moon, which is this inner measure of time, has been moving through your 12th house, the last house of the chart, well on for three or four years now because you've got a large 12th and 6th house. It's just the way the chart's structured. And, and, and within the next month, and I can tell you exactly when, um, and I'll pull that up right now, um, on or about June 16th, so about a month from now, you are going to feel a tremendous shift of energy. It's as if you're stepping out into the light because for the last three and a half, almost four years, and I could figure it out, 
You've been going through a period of deep introspection and soul searching. It's been a time for contemplation and tying up the loose ends of your life and seeing the whole arc of your story, making sense of it, accepting the difficulties and failures and, and mistakes and saying, well, that's when I grew. It's all good. And seeing the triumphs and, well, that's great too. And, but seeing it's all made me what I am and I would have benefited, you would have benefited in this period from some deep inner work, whether contemplation, meditation, talking to someone, trying to work things through, helping you pull together those answers. But it's going to be like a, a switch is thrown in June and you're going to step out into the light or into a lighter space. And you realize, oh, now it's time to turn over a new leaf. Now it's time to start a new life and make a new approach. It's the power of new beginnings is what you're moving into. And the first question you must answer as you do so is, who am I now? And so it could be just a slight change in attitude, becoming a little more pulled forward, or if you've been too forward, pulling back a little bit. Uh, it could be, I may want to change my hair or my clothing style. I may want to change where I live or what I'm doing. All these identifiers or markers of your presence in the world are going to be reviewed and renewed. So you haven't gone through a change like this in 27, 28 years, uh, roughly. And it, it will be something you will feel because given that you are a cancer and your moon, the moon is the ruler of your sign, you will definitely feel this shift. Anyone, anybody would, but you will most definitely feel it. Um, and what's striking about that is that looking at the great outward timekeeper, we always turn our attention to Saturn. Um, and Saturn for the last couple of years for you has been marching through your ninth house, the house of truth, beginning in 16 and 17 and 18 here. And so this has been a time for you to say, how do I know what I know and what explains what I'm going through here? I need to really settle this and understand this. And, and what will happen as we go near towards the end of 2018, Saturn will reach the top of your chart, the, the midheaven, the house of destiny, the house of your path and purpose in your life. And so you'll have your progressed moon in your first house of who am I and the Saturn, the outward timekeeper in the 10th house of my purpose and destiny. You're coming to a pretty big inflection point here, I would argue. Um, and so don't let it overwhelm you, but say that, gee, this is, it is, I'm not making this stuff up. This is pretty critical here, what I'm going through right now. Um, and, and take heart from that to know that this is a moment of sitting up and taking notice and, and greater awakening that everything you've worked on in your life really for the last, um, I don't know, I'd go back maybe uh, 20 years or so uh, or maybe 18 years or so is now coming to its highest moment of realization as Saturn comes into your 10th house. Um, you could say that 15 or so years ago you planted seeds or laid in a foundation when Saturn went through your fourth house um, roughly 15, 16 years ago, and here in 18 and to 19 and not in 20, you're going to be reaping what you've sown. Um, so, yeah, there, there's, there's a bit going on here for you. Um, uh, some people's charts, things are very quiet. There's not much going on. It's a quiet year. We, we all appreciate those sometimes. And some years are more like, whoa, this is, this is big. This is big stuff. Um, you're more in a moment like that um, and should take comfort from the fact that whatever I'm encountering now, of course, I set that emotion. I can handle it and it's my turn to reap this and to work with this. Um, I, would, I would certainly emphasize since it's coming sooner, that movement of the moon in your first house, that turning over a new leaf, that starting of a new way of approaching the world is what you want to focus upon. But then it will feed into... Um, that question later this year and into 19 and 20 of what now is my purpose and destiny? What is now my fulfillment? I need to sort of uh, grapple with that in the, in that period. Okay. Okay. Um, so I will know what all this is <laughs> like right now. I'm <laughs> God. <laughs> well, no, what? right now, right now you're still, you're still in the period of mystery and trying to pierce through the illusions of the moon in the 12th house. And so 
I, like I said, it, it's going to be like a switch was thrown right around mid-June. And you're going to go, wow, I'm, step, I'm stepping into this greater place of self-awareness. And I need to consider, again, this most important question. The first question of life is, how is it that I am presenting myself to the world? Am I, am I coming on too strong? Am I overwhelming my situations? Are people pulling back because I'm too strong? Or am I coming in too weak and people aren't taking me seriously, not seeing me in my truth? Or am I getting it right? And often when the moon goes through here for people, they, they do make a makeover. They do change some. It's like they take out their spiritual and their literal business card and erase old things and write new things upon it. So it's your chance to redefine yourself once again in the world in terms of attitude, intention, and the direction you're taking. Um, that's what I would argue for. Um, meanwhile, you've been reexamining what is the truth and continue to do that the rest of this year, um, which is always a very important thing to you um, um, because that moon is in your ninth house and Saturn now has joined it there uh, by transit. Um, emotionally, you're, you're drawn to other cultures and times and places and philosophies and teachings and, and, and history and such. And you need to always indulge that for yourself, for your well-being and this especially is the time to be doing that, to figure out what's my truth or clarify even more what that truth is, is what's important right now. Um, it probably is a lot easier than it would have been during 2017, because that's when Saturn in, in that period was moving over your Venus and over your Mercury. And you were reexamining what do I like and what do I want and what is love and what do I think? And it was more challenging, if you will, that has definitely faded away now. Um, and so your estimation of yourself and your, and, and, your, and your value and love of yourself, as well as your mind and how it's feeling troubled or untroubled, uh, have definitely subsided now, okay? Um, yeah. So you're in, a, you're in a much better place than you would have been through 2017. Things are more settled for you, okay? Yeah. I do feel that. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, what also happened late last year and continues to this year is Jupiter, which is the planet of growth and expansion, good fortune, good luck. We all, we all love Jupiter. It's now moving through your seventh house of relationships and partnerships, which means there is the real possibility in this year or so from fall 17 to fall 2018 to heal a difficult relationship or build and create a new relationship and or let go of a relationship that should have been let go of long ago, all those things are more available to you now because Jupiter provides that during this phase. Okay, that's good to hear too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, you, you know, I mean, if you've had your chart done before uh, by anyone, I'm sure they, they would have mentioned to you that that, that will be the place you'll be tested in in your life is relationship. Well, um, I talked to you last year on your show, and that that was the thing that you told me, and that's the thing that has stuck in my head, and it's so true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's it's we think about these things as being external to so the problems out there, and that person I happen to meet or this group I happen to be associating with, and that's where the trouble comes to me from. But actually, it wouldn't come to me unless I'm bringing myself to it. So the, the test there of relationship is the test of the relationship to oneself and becoming clear about who one is and what one can offer and what one wish, wishing to receive in a relationship. We can establish better patterns there. But when it's not understood, it seems like it's happening to us and it's just chance and mishap and an accident when, in fact, it's part of a greater pattern that we're here to wake up to. Um, so, so in the end, oh, sorry, go, no, get, go ahead. What? Oh, I was just going to say, so my chance to, or for healing of that is going to be better this year or. Yes. Yes. You have, you have, you have, you have, you're getting aid to grow beyond the former limits of relationship and expand an existing one into a more meaningful form 
or if there's one that's had some trouble and difficulty, this provides a greater kindliness and lovingness energy to sort of heal that relationship and make amends. And if one has been held on to that shouldn't have, and it's dysfunctional or not healthy for one or both parties, this allows a, a transition out of that more easily and an easier time of letting it go. But certainly, given that last year also was Saturn going over your Venus, that would have put any relationship in your life to the test and brought about a finality to some experience there already, I would think. Um, so you probably broke up the ones that weren't healthy, probably in 17 anyways. Um, but also would have brought things to a clarity about yourself in terms of what I really want and need, which is what the whole, what's the whole point of it. Um, things are not nearly as dramatic now. And again, you're about to come out of this very long period of soul searching with that moon, the 12th house. It's, it's like you're coming out of a cave into the light. That's what it's going to feel like next month. Wow. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just in time for summer. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. I'm going to keep those words. Um, thank okay. you. You're okay. very welcome, Maggie. Good, good to talk to you again. Okay. Okay. Take care. Okay. Sure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And hello, caller. How can I help you? Who's this? Hi. Um, this is Jane. Hi, Jane. How are you doing? I'm okay. You need my date of birth? I know. Are you a Jane that's called before, or are you a new Jane? <laughs> uh, I've called before, yes. <laughs> okay, so um, do I have it then? It's the June 18th, 1970? That's right. Okay, great. Good. So let me just... Rather than entering it in again, I can just bring you up because I have a folder for all my blog talk radio people, so that makes it easier to okay. find you. Good. So so um, what can I do for you today? Um, do you see me changing jobs within the next month or two? Okay. Uh, let's see, again, where things are in your chart. Um, okay, and let me... And let me run also the numbers so I can see what I might miss and just this visual look at things. Let me just center on this coming year and the year after, this year and the year after. Um, okay. I, I would note that regardless of what I'm going to find in the details, I can see right now uh, quite wonderfully for you, the planet Jupiter is moving through your sixth house, which we as astrologers call the house of work or working conditions. And usually Jupiter being the greater benefic usually is indicative of this is a time of growth and expansion in this realm that an existing work situation will improve or if it can't or won't, I'm going to move into a better work situation or find a job or something like that is what usually comes about during such a passage. Um, of course, you have opposite to that position where Jupiter is now, the planet Saturn um, and because it's in your 12th house. And so that means equally at this time. And it was, it happened in January. It happened here again in May. It happened again in September. Three times Jupiter here is passing over your Saturn. And they are linked in astrology in terms of our needs to grow and expand and have good fortune, good luck, and be fulfilled, Jupiter. And Saturn, the need to be secure and safe and be practical and and sort of be risk averse. So Jupiter more is like going for it, taking a risk, and Saturn saying, no, 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 be practical, don't, don't take chances. So with Jupiter going over Saturn in a chart, it feels like you're being pulled to grow and being pulled to stay safe. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, okay, yeah. which way do I go? Because I feel like I'm being pulled this way and that way. And so rather mm -hmm. than it's one foot in front of the other, I put one foot forward and something pulls me back or I pull myself back. I can't seem to get going consistently on a path of growth. And that uh -huh. might, that feeling of, of, of growth, contraction, growth, growth, contraction is really saying to you, you're trying to figure this out. I need to find my balance between my, my practical and conservative and, 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 and more cautious nature and my more optimistic nature. And until I have them harnessed together correctly, I might leap when I should have not leaped or hold back when I should have leaped, you know, sort of I need to get this, the timing right, basically. So it yeah. may be 
that you're trying to expand beyond limits, but you're maybe not reaching for something that's solid enough, or, or you're giving up something you should be holding on to. I can't say which it is, but it's one of those two things. Um, and so it's, it's maybe saying that, though there could have come some answer here in May, this might not finally, so-called finally, be resolved until we get to September. Um, so so that's, that's one thing that would point to, at least looking at that one indicator. Now, we never look at one uh-huh. thing anyway. So we look at a host of indicators. So let's see what else is going on here. Um, it's also true right now that your progressed moon, that inner measure of time, is moving through the sign of Virgo. Well, well, that's the sign of work and the sign of our work style and lifestyle and the rhythms of our existence. And so for over a year, it's been there for over a year, and for another year mm-hmm. to come, um, the moon being in Virgo says this is the time in your life when you're most conscious of the need to create a life that makes sense, to live a life yeah. that's, that's, um, that is balanced between work and play and activity and rest, and I need to be healthy and happy. Really, the Virgo is the sign of healing. And so it says this uh-huh. is a time for Jane to be healing her life. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's focused upon having more security and feeling more centered because the moon's in that fourth house for you and creating a life where these different components of life balance each other out. So um, it is a time to be, again, that centers you more in a pragmatic mode. I got to do what makes sense. I got to do what's practical. I got to take care of the necessities and live life in balance would be something you'd want to be skewing yourself more in that direction than another. Okay. Well, that's how it is right now. You know, I it's very unbalanced right now between work. You know, but unbalanced between work life and home life. It's not. It's not imbalanced right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, that's that's it. Again, it's amazing how long humans can persist in things that don't make sense. <laughs> you know, that we can yeah. really bear up and keep it going, but in the end it begins to affect us. And the moon, Virgo was said to be the sign of order and well-being and, and living in beauty and then things go well. But when life is not beautiful and we're living with things that don't add up, then the end result uh-huh. is we suffer. We go through a period of suffering, which seems like a punishment that I'm physically ill or mentally stressed or emotionally, whatever, whatever level the suffering is coming at us from. It seems like it's coming to us, but of course we brought it into our life. And it's nature's way of pushing us away from pain to get us back into a balanced life. So if I'm suffering now, I have acknowledge that I'm suffering, but I need to move away from pain. So I need to move back to wholeness and completeness, not swing from one extreme to another, but find things that live walking that noble middle path of good and meaningful Uh growth is what I want to get myself on now. So, but this would favor being practical and down to earth and taking care of the necessities when the moon's in Virgo. So that's something to keep in mind. Now, it's also true in a bigger plane, some of these bigger energies are active this year. And that very planet I was talking about today, Uranus, it's big in your chart this year. It is going over yeah. your Venus. Um, and again, it was going over your Jupiter last year. Now it goes over your Venus. Uh, and that's kind of interesting. We've, I've talked about this in readings for individuals. When you've got your moon, when you've got your Venus and Jupiter in this alignment uh-huh. with one another, since Jupiter is what you relate to, but Venus is what you want. Now, bear with me here. Literally, what uh-huh. your chart says to you, the struggle you've had in your life, is sometimes you don't relate to what you want. Now, uh-huh. what does that mean? That means I want this. Uh-huh but I can't relate to it. I can't find a way of finding that in a relationship or in a job. And then I find a a place that it's working, the relationship side of it's working, but I don't want this. (laughs) And so I need to find a way of doing the two, all right? I need to find a way. So really you could argue that in 17 and 18, you're being given this chance to realign these two energies. Last year the focus Uh was on what is my truth, what I relate to, what are the principles that guide my life in a more general, social, and, and spiritual way. This year, it's much more personal. This year, it's Uranus on Venus, which means now I'm looking at that personal side of value, 
of beauty, of love, and sensibilities therein, and that's going to get shook up. That means, oh, that means if you're in a relationship, open the doors and windows and let fresh air in so we can have a new kind of relationship with one another, because that's what the universe is saying must happen if we're going to continue to grow together, because we're all growing. And we can grow apart if we don't let each other change and grow. Um, or uh-huh. if we just grow apart anyways, we have to let them go. That may be necess- necessary. And if we're not in a significant relationship, boy, we should get ready. <laughs> because oh, Uranus well, may... <laughs> well, Uranus could surprise you this year with bringing something, some person or group into your life that stirs things up. Uh, they are an opportunity for you to grow. And you might think, oh, my goodness, this group I met or this person I met has changed my life. Of course, the reality is it was your time for change. And so they're there as an answer to that. They don't cause it, but they they contribute to it and elicit it, and and you feel it being the reality of it. Um, But I would tell anybody with Uranus on Venus, get ready um, for unusual opportunities when it comes to love and beauty and relationship. Oh, wow. Sounds oh, good. Yeah. It's, it is good. And the first, and Uranus has a way of sort of acting almost in the moment. So it's coming, it's first exact pass for you because you've got your Venus there in early Leo. As Uranus goes into Taurus, it went in last week, um, it will come oh. to that next degree of Taurus, your, your degree of Leo, the end of the first degree of Leo. Uh, by the end of June. So something may happen the end of June, beginning of July, then it swings back in mid-September, and then comes back sort of in mid-April. But all year long, this energy is resonating on you in terms of what what is valuable to me, what is beautiful to me, what is love to me. And the universe is saying, open up your experience of this, um, is what it's asking. Oh, wow. Oh, look forward to that. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's very exciting. It's, I would tell anybody with this, enjoy new art forms, enjoy new music forms, enjoy new foods in your life. You might find, you know, I never liked, you know, jazz, but all of a sudden I love jazz, you know, and you should enjoy new taste buds being elicited, excited in your life, but it also may come oh. to you because people come into your life who draw you into these new enjoyments. That's what should happen. Oh, really? Wow. Yep. Okay. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much, Bill. Appreciate it. You're very very welcome, Jane. Good to talk to you. Okay. Take care. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Hi there. This is Bill. We've only got a minute. Can I help you? (laughs) I'm sorry. Hello. Hi. It's okay. It's an interesting show. I just wanted to know where was my Uranus. Oh, sure. Um, Sure. Let's put... Okay, hold on. What's what's your um, name? Um, my name is Soroya. Soroya, okay. And your birth date? Seven nine eighty one. Okay. And what time? Um, at one fifteen a.m. Okay. And where were you born? Bronx, New York. Bronx. Okay. I'm sorry. I talk so much for the people I didn't get to you or other people there are other people hanging on but at least I got to you so you want to know where your no. Uranus is yeah, no. yeah. your Uranus um, so July 9 81 1 a.m. in the Bronx New York you have you have the planet Uranus in your seventh house and we can keep talking beyond that when it cuts me off the show may go off the air but we can probably stay on the line with each other so let's because I called in directly myself so it should be fine you have Uranus okay. in your seventh house which means that you have a very unusual experience of relationship in this lifetime. Okay. Yes. You're yes, drawn to really, you're, you're drawn to very unusual people or into unusual circumstances. Um, mm-hmm. And what you're looking, you're looking to experience ultimately with this is to be with a very individual individual who lets you be the individual that you are. So really relationship mm-hmm. for you is all about the freedom to explore each other and grow together in a relationship. But it may Mm -hmm. unfortunately go the other way where it becomes a struggle over freedom or relationship. And that's when it goes Mm -hmm. south. And so I need to Mm -hmm. sort of realize I'm attracting these experiences in my life so I can 
become more the individual I'm meant to be, and if I'm more comfortable with the different qualities of myself that I'm trying to fold in and be this unique being, I may attract, in the end, a more balanced individual who's done that for themselves, too. But initially, yeah. this, initially this makes relationship sometimes one of the more, you would seemingly be unstable areas of your life. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, of course, cancer is the sign of security. <laughs> it doesn't like instability. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is kind of challenging. Um, so so I, would, I would say to you, um, it, em, embrace the fact that you're drawn to unusual people um, and that you, this is what your path is, that I need to experience these unique beings in my life. And if we can move to a healthy place of that individuality and freedom, then we can and will you know, hold this together. It can happen. Um, but it is more of a challenge for someone like you. Yes. Very true. Especially in terms of the job that I do, because I do meet very unique people on a daily basis. And those are the ones that I tend to attract and I appreciate yep. their um, mutability, you know, but then there's times where um, I guess I come off a little bit too strong. So this is why I was asking about my <laughs> Uranus. A lot of people tend to think that I'm being aggressive when I'm just being assertive, you know, I feel like right. though I'm going to be the same person that I am on the bottom. I'm going to be the same person on the top, you know, right. especially yeah. that I had circumstances yeah. where I didn't have my voice heard. So I thought I wasn't even hearing my own self getting lost in, you know, experiences. So, right. right. Well, again, well, again, you, you do have, um, I mean, cancer is a very strong sign. It's a sensitive sign, but very strong. And then your moon is in the sign of Libra, and that's your ruler. And that means for you, relationship is it in terms of finding your way in this life emotionally. And you need that in your life. Um, But you have to be careful about there's a big lesson in your life because Pluto is next to your moon. And Pluto is, is also then lining up with your sun. The issue of control comes in very powerfully here. And you were brought up in circumstances where either either things were spinning out of control when growing up or someone was being very controlling and both could have coexisted. And your lesson there in life was to learn there's only one control you're ever going to have in this universe, and it's called self-control. And that you protect yourself yourself and don't let people trespass or push or pull you around, but you equally can never do that to another. You encourage them to pull themselves up and to be better, but you can't make them do it. They have to do the work. Um, so when you are contained in your own way, having good self-containment and self-control, you'll be able to more establish better relationships with people who also have self-control. You have a very, you're very intelligent and very sharp and quick with your Mars-Mercury conjunction. And with Mars rising, you are a warrior spirit. You are a fighter. <laughs> okay. So you, you, you are a very physical, and, but also very mental, intelligent person. And so you could come off as strong. And so people may at times be rightly saying to you, hey, you're strong, which is not a negative. Um, but if they see it's coming off too strong, that may be that control thing coming in. And I may have to pull back a little bit and let them have their mm-hmm. space is something I have to mm-hmm. also acknowledge. Um, yeah, you've got, a, you've got a sharper, quicker mind than most people. Okay. Thank you for explaining uh, that to me because I had to you, change my position at work because I didn't want to become physically um, – I don't want to put my company in endangerment because I'm not trying to take it personal, but I just right. have other employees that feel as though my position – and I'm not – in. I truly tell you that I'm coming from a, a humble place when I'm saying this, that I'm not seeking for control. I'm more seeking self-control. You know. Right. Well, that, that's and, that's the only control we can have. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. The, the, the workplace for you is the most complex place of your chart. That's where you have not one, not mm-hmm. two, not three, but four planets in your sixth house of work. So when we start talking about your work and working conditions, we got to sit down and talk about a long story. OK, so it's, it's, it's a, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot you bring to it and a lot that goes on there. So. 
other people, they wouldn't even think about talking about work. It's not even on the, doesn't even make the top 10 of their list. For you, it's like, it's everything. <laughs> it's like, it is. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. So, so you have to, you have to make it the place you want it to be and find your peace within that place. Cause that's also your test in life. Um, mm. It's a fine peace within and stay in that place of peace um, and try to create it around yourself. That's, that's your ongoing test in this lifetime. Okay. 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 Well, I'll yes, leave you sir. with that thought and you can call in for my next show, probably in the next three or four weeks and we can take it up again. Okay. Soroya. Thank you so very much. You're very welcome. I'm happy to talk to you today. I'll, I'll talk to you again soon, okay? Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.